welcome to this black girl podcast uh one of your hosts the lovely and fabulous hildiba is away um but i am the other half uh my name as you know is lola aka ola.miss.lola and i also have drummed up our favorite reoccurring friend to the show the mister hello how does it feel to be the whole and not just the half Ooh, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, you're just piloting the ship now. You're the captain now. I guess, I yeah. guess. But we still carry our lovely Hildiva with us, and she will return eventually to grace us with her beautiful presence. Yes, we sent, we're we sending out good good vibes, positive energy to her. Po- exactly. Yeah. Posi- thoughts and prayers, thoughts positivity and, prayer, and positive. good energy, all of that good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 wait for the waning moon and do a ritual in her name. It'll be great. You're so funny. In the meantime, um, you can continue to follow us on Instagram at this black girl podcast. You can also send her love directly at the Hill Diva on IG. Um, but with that being said, let's just get into the the main the main event. My question to you is um, for the. For the love of striketober that's going on right now, especially in solidation with our U.S. friends, what was yeah. your first job? Uh, <laughs> my first job yeah. was serving at a banquet hall. Ew. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I followed in my sister's footsteps. That's where I went first. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. Only went there so I could buy video games. You're so funny. Okay. Um, that, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, don't, event halls are not worth your no. Like, oh, I've never been to a good one. I mean, I'm sure there are ones. It's just like they they cost an arm and a leg and they pay the servers like next to nothing. You can't tip them. They get gratuity, but like who does that really go to? We who is she? We never got that. We never got <laughs> any extra money. But I will say that is where I learned to love Muslim people because Muslim people tip so good. Yeah. They tip very, very well. I love I it. I believe it's I believe it's part of their faith to like have charity and they'll oftentimes put like gratuity and stuff. Yeah. They'll like collect for the thing and they'll tip very well. So love love you guys. Love it. Love to see it. I don't know, my okay, my first job, I worked at a grocery store mm-hmm. when I was like 16-ish, 17, and I worked in the seafood department. Well, I worked in the <laughs> seafood department as well. Yeah. Two days, quit. <laughs> Did you see you? Yeah, I you worked, my sister. I worked there for about five years. Wow. Yeah. That's why, that's why you're not affected by the murder shows. Because you've been gutting fish for like five years, I couldn't. Oh, who did fish. that? I didn't do that. You didn't do that. I didn't I do did, that. I, I worked at a. That. I worked at a fancy grocery store, oh so we already gosh. got the fish gutted. We like sometimes, sometimes there was fish that needed to be gutted, but like our manager did that. We never did that. Wow. I, the most I ever did was fillet a fish. That's why I cut. I mean, that's why that's why I quit because yeah. I couldn't. They had they wanted me to gut fish, and I just couldn't do it. Mm-mm. I just didn't have the stomach for it. The most I did was fillet fish and um, steamed lobster. Oh yeah, the lobster. Had the fish kill lobster. First, kill oh, we never did, we never knew. So like, yeah. I just literally we would pile them into the steamer and just Aww, kill them off. Poor guy. I was a serial killer, and I didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I worked there for like five years. My starting rate, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, was $6 and like 
40, 35, 45 cents. I have no idea what my starting rate is. I thought I started at like nine and you're like, no, I started way younger, but we're the same age. Right. So like, when did you, when did you first start working? When did you get your first job? When I was like around 16, 17. Yeah, that's not around when I, got, I, when I got my first job. So something's not matching up. One of us is wrong. You probably worked because you worked in a richer city. You got that, that extra sh money. I worked at that Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean richer city? Okay, fair enough. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. I started at around like six something, but I was at the tail end of the six something. So like um, right away, minimum wage went up to like seven, ten, and then seven thirty-five, and then it kept going up, 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 up. I think I left and I was making like eleven dollars or something, like eleven something an hour when I left that job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, after I worked there, uh, which I hated, mm -hmm. um, you know, never got any tips really, unless people just gave me cash in hand. Yeah. Um, oh man, I had so many problems with a bunch of the people. Um, it wasn't at that event hall. I worked at another event hall in my life. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, I had some bad times, I guess. Um, but like, I was quitting, and one of the managers literally was like, "Oh, you're you're gonna come in though," and I'm like, "No, I'm not. I fucking quit." <laughs> I'm not gonna use you as a reference. I'm gonna quit. He tried to like, he tried to like intimidate me into going. And I was like, dude, no, <laughs> you dumb. Right. Well, okay. I remember when, like, cause it was a bunch of like high school kids essentially that worked in the grocery store, and like a couple, like there was a few adults, but because they were like full timers, they worked during the day for the most part. So we didn't see them in the evening. In the evening, we'd see a couple of like younger adults working there but never any of the older adults for the most part. Um, but I remember we had a couple managers and the managers just hated us for existing. They could not stand us. But mind you, we also were like, we didn't give a fuck. We're like traveling to each other's departments. We're talking. Mind you, we talked during like when the store's empty, but they would still give us a hard time about it. And we had a manager once that came in who was like pretty young. And he was, you know, trying to assert his, his authority. Yeah, his authority, his managerial prowlness or whatever. So he would like shit on people if like their uniforms weren't perfect and if their shirts weren't tucked in and if they weren't wearing the right pants. I used to get dragged all the time for not wearing dress pants and wearing leggings. And I'm like, look, I'm coming from school. You pay me like $7. What are you expecting me to have fucking chino dress pants showing up to this place? Like you're trying it. And I remember one time, I, it was winter, okay? Yeah. Dead ass winter. I showed up, I went to work in my work boots. Not my work boots, I'm lying. In my um, winter boots. And normally we're supposed to wear black shoes into work, and I wore and my boots were white. Uh oh. And I didn't have like regular black shoes to change into, especially because like I'm a teenager. I'm not gonna invest in extra clothing for a seven dollar an hour job. Yeah, whatever. You got better stuff to spend. Money. Let alone bring them around with me like to school and after school and all of that shit. So I just went to work in my white boots. I'm behind the counter anyways. Who's really gonna see me? This manager would come around, he would come around and he'd look at my shoes all the time. And so I showed up in those white boots and he comes over to me, he's like, oh, hey, Lola, come over here. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, where are your shoes? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm wearing shoes. 
He's like, no, the uniform says you're supposed to be wearing black shoes and those boots are white. I'm like, yeah, they're my winter boots. It's winter outside. There's like a foot of snow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you should change. I'm like, look, these are the only shoes that I have. So unless you're planning on giving me an early Christmas gift of black boots, get used to them. And I just walked off and he wow. was just like... He, he couldn't even say nothing, because what is he going to tell me? Unless I told him I, I wear size 10. You can gift them to me. I'm not going to do that. Like, Just as feisty now, too. Oh, yeah. I was a bitch. Because they were assholes. They were, like, annoying people. If you're on a break two minutes longer, they're giving you a hard time, as if we don't have to punch in and out of our breaks. Like, it was just, it was, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot, you know? And I remember I graduated... Um, I graduated university. That's how long I was working this job, okay? I worked this job throughout university. I finished university, and um, I told my boss, I was like, I was just like, oh, you know, there's a marketing company that wants to work with me. They want to hire me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how much does it pay? I'm like, oh, it pays $15 an hour. He's like, go. Go, you know, like I didn't even have to give two weeks notice. Like he was just like, just go, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that's how I ended up like quitting that job and going to another job. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I remember like a similar situation where like when I was going through university, I went to university a little bit later though. Yeah. When I was going through, I was washing windows most of the time. Uh-huh. But I gotta tell you, I made the mistake of being friends with your boss. It's the worst mistake in the world. No. no. Okay, put it this way. I was friends with my boss, but like we had a more of a respectful friendship because he was much older than me. But he was a really nice guy. He was a Greek guy. He was like, he thought of me like one of his daughters, you know? So he would always try to give me positive advice. And like, so when he told me, he's like, honestly, just go. It's fine. Like, we'll be fine. Trust me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just left. I ended up staying at that job for like maybe another two years. Till I actually just literally like walked off the job and didn't go. Oh yeah, what happened? I had a conversation with the owner of that company because it was very small, very small. There was like literally like three employees, in, well, three and a half employees, including myself. Right. Okay. One day, we had this woman where I had a conversation and she literally told me to my face, Oh, you know, I hired our third employee because my expectation was to take hire her on and fire you. And, you know, I, I actually pay her a bit more because she's married and has kids and you're not. Wow. Yeah. Mind you, she does less work than I do. Okay. I mean, the real thing you got to do is go in back in the office with the recording and then put it forward to the labor board. Because it's straight up discrimination. I didn't even know that at the time. So when she told me this, Shame. She, she's like... She's like, but I didn't fire you. I, I didn't fire you because I felt bad. And when she told me this, I just like sat there in first of all, I was in disbelief. I was like, this woman's really telling me this. Wow. And so like, I just never went back. I never went back. And they're like, they sent me like a formal message or something about like job abandonment. And I was just like, I don't care. That's fucking rude. What do you mean? Like... <laughs> Not only, not only are you admitting that you wanted to fire me, you're admitting that you're underpaying me because I'm not, I don't, I'm not married. Yeah. With a house and kids. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thanks. 
In retrospect, if I could have done that over again, I would have kept the job a little bit, but I would have looked for another job. No, while... it wasn't worth it. I, no, I would have looked for another job while I was on that job. That way I could still keep it on my resume. Well, not that I can, but I, I still can, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I, I wouldn't have kept that. I would have walked out too. I've actually done that before. Yeah? Where I had somebody like... That's the only job I've walked out from. That's the way I quit my first job. Okay. Was they got a new restaurant manager. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was, but we had some kind of squabble. Uh -huh. And I was just like, you know what? I'm actually out. Like, I'm not going to... Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to stand here and have you, like, insult me to my face. Like, I'm actually gone. Wow. And I just walked out before a dinner started. Oh, my gosh. I had a so, job. And you know what? Yeah. I had a friend then, too, named Tyler. Me and him don't talk that much anymore, but I will always respect the motherfucker quit the same day. When I quit, he quit. There you go. Good stuff. Bro moves. Well, um, what you call it? I was going to say, after that, was like, I had another job that I was at for like a number of years. And for the most part in the beginning, it was really good. But then towards the end, they started doing a lot of shady shit that literally like, I didn't realize how emotionally abusive a job could be until I took that job. Yeah. Because like I was overworked, underpaid, mistreated, um, like discriminated against. So like, and it was like, I knew the discrimination existed in that workplace, but like, I don't know why I didn't piece together that it was also happening to me. But like, it was bad. It was bad, bad, like, bad, bad, bad. Like, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> like, give us a good story. Tell us Like, emotionally traumatizing bad. Um, okay, one instance, and the thing is, I feel bad because like, the manager I was working with was actually a decent person, but like, just how things happened that day was just terrible. So, we had a big event that we were putting on. Um, it included a fashion show. And for the most part, I was in charge of organizing the entire fashion show in terms of like finding models, finding fashion brands, having them like having getting the clothes, all of that stuff. Like, and we had a lot of really great brands. Shout out to Joe Fresh, by the way. I know they're kind of slowing their roll, but when they came through, they came through with the looks. Okay, men, women, and kids. They did that to the nth degree and I, I rate them and I will always buy Joe Fresh because of that. Anyways, so they were part of this fashion show. They did a great, um, among other stuff like formal wear, casual wear, everything in between. Um, I was literally running around like a chicken with my head cut off, okay? Making sure this was under control, that was under control. I was, um, it, like showing, I was, you know, corralling guests, telling volunteers what to do, assisting my, assisting my manager, um, answering questions from the CEO, all of that stuff. And then at one point, the host who was hosting the fashion show only wanted to do talking points and didn't want to do the actual fashion script of like naming the brands and stuff. And we had... CTV there right who was filming for their own new segment and People are like what's happening? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? So like I literally grabbed the script I literally, because when I say I was running around like 
madness. Like I was six months pregnant at the time. Wow. Okay, so I was like showing, my ankles were swollen. I couldn't walk around in heels. Because I wasn't walking around in heels, I was getting yelled at, how come I have no shoes on? And so I hid backstage for the most part. I hadn't eaten the entire day. And I grabbed the script and I grabbed the mic from backstage and I start reciting the whole script as models are coming out, listing who they are, what they're wearing, where it's from, putting little tidbits, little flair in there. Cause like I used to do radio, right? So I was able to kind of just do it very seamlessly. And after the show was done, I was able to give back the mic. The host then took back over. Things kind of went like business as usual. I stayed backstage with the models, made sure they, that they got food and continued like looking after the whole event. So at the end of the day, when the event's done and the rental places are picking up their equipment, lighting, staging, all of that shit, I had to stay behind. And I, it was myself, the my manager, the CEO, and my family stayed behind because they were gonna bring bring me home after after the show. And I was literally me, okay? I'm a strong bitch, but like literally me as the only woman who's pregnant, okay, and tired, was out there schlepping big ass lighting equipment, heavy ass heavy ass like riser equipment making sure things were moved, put away, returned, while the grown men were carrying garment clothes back and forth to the car. Oh, we, and being told like, oh, we had to bring these back to the office. You got this, right, Lola? As a wow. barefoot pregnant person, literally the only person who actually was like, you're like, stop this, was um, the owner of the venue because he saw me back and forth like a mad person, literally was just like, he stopped me, he's like, have you eaten yet? And I was like, no. He's like, stop, stop what you're doing immediately. Literally grabs a chair, sit, he's like, sit down. I was like, whoa, okay. Grabs a six foot table, okay? Because he's a big brawly man. He grabs this big old table, plants it in front of, front of me. I'll be right back. Goes into the back, he makes me a salad himself brings it out, says, he's like, here, eat. I'm not leaving until you do. And I had to literally stop what I was doing, sit down and eat a, eat a salad because the only person in that whole venue actually gave a fuck about my well-being. And he wasn't my employer. And, and like, that's when like friends who were there and family who were there were like, bro, you need a different job. Like you do a great job, but not, these people don't deserve it. And it kind of, that's when I started seeing things a little different. Yeah, for me, um, like I said, I worked this window washing job and it'd be kind of friends with my boss. They pulled a thing for me where like, I was like, hey, I'm kind of looking to go out somewhere. And they're like, okay, well, we just got a big gig. So if you stay, we'll give you a pay raise if you stay with us for like a few months. Mm -hmm. Worst decision I made. Mm -mm. Absolutely awful. Uh, wish I didn't have stuck around. It was nice to have some extra money. It was like, man, it was so not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, but like the whole reason why I did it is because he was like, I can't find other people, blah, blah. And I felt bad because like me and this guy worked together a lot. Right. But like, honestly, I should have done it. Honestly, it took me a lot longer than I care to admit to realize that like, just because you work with people, they don't have your best interests. 
No, like, man- managers and bosses want you to work as much as possible while paying you as least as possible. That's yeah. their whole job, right? So, yeah. Like, these people, yeah, I even remember, like, I learned this pretty quick on, like, uh, on my second job ever, right? Where I used, I worked at a Little Caesars for a bunch of years, like four, four years or something through a lot of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, when I worked there, the days when the boss was in, when the owner of the shop was in, yeah. was the absolute worst. Of course. Absolute worst, right? There's yeah. some managers who were like, whatever, fucking man, I don't care, I'm an employee too, and they were great. Yeah. And there's some people who were so, so awful. But I remember what I did do back then, it's gross looking back now, I drank <laughs> so much soda out of the freezer, I would just yank that shit and drink it. I'm dead. Oh my gosh, oh my so gosh. much. Do you want to know what my vice was? Yeah, at me. the grocery store, I can admit it now because it's years and years later. Smoked salmon. Yeah. Cause it was so like, I, being around so much seafood, you learn obviously about seafood and you learn what you like and stuff. And like when things are on sale, you can kind of put a little bit aside for yourself and buy it afterwards or whatever. But sometimes we would have to um, repackage smoked salmon. So we'd get like um, a huge slab of it and we'd have to like, you know, divide it out, wrap it up, weigh it, price it, whatever. We always had gloves to do all of that. And so I would be doing that and sometimes there'd be like little odd and end pieces that don't quite fit or don't look good. So I'll put it off to the side and then I would just keep those and eat those. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I was just like, ooh, this is what they talk about with smoked salmon, ooh. But like it, it allowed me to like try different seafood that I would never have tried before. So like trying like, I don't know, like catfish, um, smoked salmon, obviously, Arctic char, um, tuna, like mahi tuna, or no, not mahi tuna, but tuna and like mahi mahi. So I got to try everything. It was great. Caviar, fantastic. Never tried anchovies though. I refuse. I've never had caviar. Really? It's not bad. It's okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Does it live up to the hype? I mean, I feel like it's it's for a particular taste. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, mussels, that's where I learned that, like, mussels are really good. And they're really cheap. Yeah. Um, I never tried oysters, though. For, like, I don't know. They ick me out. Yeah, they're kind of snotty. Yeah. They just look gross. Yeah, they do. I don't know. What was, okay, so what was the, I guess, a job for you that you didn't think you were going to get, but you got, and that was like, I don't know, have you ever been employed in a space that felt like, this is my dream job, like, this is great? No, uh, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to work towards that. You're working there? Yeah. I've had that opportunity once. Yeah? Yeah. I had a job, it was... Like, when I say it was great, oh, like, my personal life fucked me out of that job. I personally feel. Like, because I was sick at the same time. I was sick a lot. Um, I was having issues with my child and her father, like, in terms of co-parenting and things like that. And um, it essentially fucked me out of that job. But that job, when I say it was great, I had Uber privileges. I had car privileges. Um, I had, um, I had jobs where like, if I had stayed there, I would have been traveling. 
yeah. going to the U.S., going abroad, like do all types of travel. Like I probably this year I would have been going to Vancouver for like a gig that we had going on that I started planning. <laughs> so it's just like it sucks that I don't have it. If the pay was great, you know, for what they were offering, but um, just certain things didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I've had some decent jobs before, and I definitely had an interview that I didn't think I was going to get, and I yeah. did end up getting. Yeah. It was pretty important for me. I was very lucky to uh, have a very well-placed co-op. Uh -huh. And I remember going there, and I was like, you know, this co-op, I don't know. I don't really know if I have it, but, like, I got to find something soon. And, like, I'm just going to go to, like, practice taking an interview, you know, sharpen up until like, I get something I really want. Yeah. And then we talk. And they lay out the salary, and I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah. Suddenly my interest had flared. That's how I felt about this job. Because, <laughs> like, when they were like, the salary, I was like, oh! <laughs> what? I'm making how much? Oh. Okay. And, like, I don't know, that interview, ooh, I aced that interview. The, the, like, sometimes there's interviews you let you go to or that I go to that are like, I'm like, mm, I'm kind of iffy, but mm, I'm not sure if I got the job. Mm. But that one, I knew. I walked out of it knowing, like, slam dunk. So, like, that, when I saw that, pay, when I got those first paychecks, I was, I was happy. Yeah. I was happy. And, like, Probably now, like considering like our situation now, if I was raking in that kind of cash right now, ooh, we we'd be so good. <laughs> We're not bad, but we'd be better. Yeah, I mean, we'd yeah, be you'd always be better with more money. We'd yeah. be better. We'd be like easily top twenty percent, like easily. Ah, uh, be nice, but so. uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely got that co-op in retrospect because, like, the person who hired me had a soft spot for the school I was going to. Uh, That's okay. pretty much why I got it. I think it was the only applicant from Sheridan. You know so funny? So, all... Okay, I don't want to say all of my jobs, but most of my jobs, like, my first few jobs, I've gotten through other people. So, like, that first um, grocery store... The first grocery store job, I got it because my friend's mom worked in that department at the time and she was trying to phase out to go to a different department. So she introduced me to the manager and was like, yeah, because like her daughter worked for the same grocery store, but like a different location. So she was like, oh, yeah, this is my daughter's friend. She's really good. Blah, blah, blah. She's super nice. I know her like gave me a great reference. I met the manager, spoke to him. He liked me. So I got that job. Um, the job that I left for my mom had that job didn't like it didn't like the boss because it was like boomer versus boomer you know like they just it was not it was not working and then my grand aunt died and my mom had to fly out so she's like oh you know what in my absence like since you need someone why don't you have my daughter take over for you and so I took over while she was gone because I wasn't working or no, I wasn't not that I wasn't working, but I was working less. So I started part time. And then my mom was just like, honestly, I fucking hate that job. If you're OK with it, just take it. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I got filled into that space. And then the job I had after that, um, 
I had moved to an apartment and I was friends with a neighbor who lived there. And she pretty much was telling me, cause I was saying like, man, I need to look for a new job. And she was just like, oh, like I know somebody who's hiring for this department, like give me your resume and I'll pass it to them. And so I was like, oh, okay. So she gave the resume, they took me in for an interview. I did a good job with that interview. Like I got a call back saying, I was like, can I come in like later that same day? So, so like, I don't want to give a credit to other people fully. Like I still had to interview, but like they definitely gave me a little in, you know? Yeah. I remember reading somewhere something like, uh, only like 30% of people actually get hired off a good resume. Like most of the time it's because someone connects you to the job. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really your resume. It's not really your resume that gets you in. Like, your resume is kind of part of the process. But. Yeah. Well, like, I know for sure, like, the job after that, that one, I, like, I just applied. I didn't know anybody. I didn't whatever. It was literally just a post. And I had a pretty solid resume, enough for them to bring me in. And then I interviewed and obviously got the job. And my current job right now is the same thing. I saw a posting. I liked it. I sent out a... Um, a resume they called me back and for some reason i don't know why this person ended up actually being my boss after i got hired but like something in her voice clicked and like me and her were talking like best friends off the first phone call so i don't i don't know i guess i have a likable personality at least yeah i don't know for me personally i've worked uh i've worked a lot of general labor and like no offense to those kinds of dudes, but a lot yeah. of you, a lot of dudes who work general labor are exactly what you think of them. Uh, so I've had to learn how to get along with a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah. You know, I've definitely gotten threatened to get my ass beat on the job before. Oh my gosh. I mean, I used to, I used to move furniture. So yeah. Wow. This. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I've always, for the most part, with the exception of, um, working a retail job at one point and having that grocery store job. I've always had like clerical office office work for the most part. The only other retail job outside of that is my own personal business. The only office job I've ever had is the, is that one call up I did and the job I do now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't really had office work. I did most of my stuff outside. Interesting. I don't know. I respect labor work because labor work's very important. You know, it helps certain things get on in life, but like. I do feel like a big struggle with a lot of business people in general, and that can apply to labor and retail. Like a lot of people don't know or don't understand professionalism. Like some really do, and I feel like that's part, a huge part of why they're very successful. But there's a lot of people who don't know professionalism, and because like their business is their livelihood, they get a little messy with it. <laughs> Yeah, I will say that um, in this day and age, a lot of people like, I don't know, I find people, I find people uh, calling each other friends in a lot of places that I wouldn't call people friends. Right. You know, I got a lot of acquaintances, I've got cohorts, I've got coworkers, yeah. but I don't know how many of these people are actually friends. Fair enough. And like what definitely solidifies it is like, if after one or I, like either one of you leave the job, if y'all don't talk anymore, that gives you the answer. Yeah. Yeah, that like, really does. Mm, you know? And that's fine. Those relationships can be important. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. I just, it's just very like, but yeah, but yeah, but you know, reflecting off the point you were saying, like some people take 
their business a little too personal. They get a little too friendly, so they yeah. take things a little too personal. I mean, like I've heard, a, I've heard from both sides. So from the consumer side and from the business side, like um, there was a post. I'm not gonna say which one because I don't want to put this particular company on blast. But like there was a company that went a little viral because a customer recorded an altercation that happened in their business where the customer received a service and then was trying to not pay for it. And so all the other staff that was in there was like surrounding them <laughs> and like cussing, cussing the person out and be like, how fucking dare you, da, 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 blah, 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 don't book the appointment. And like, I, I see like, especially a lot in the service-based industry, like for example, like hair, like I paid for a hairstylist She's a really good hairstylist, so shout outs to Hair by Half, H-A-I-R-B-Y-H-A-F, just saying. Um, she does mobile hairstyling, so she'll come to your house, she'll she'll do and do the service, which is super convenient sometimes for people who don't want to leave their house or who are busy. Yeah. So that she comes to you, and like she's super professional. Like she she takes a deposit just because you know to guarantee that the appointment's booked. She showed up 15 minutes early, had all of her equipment, super nice, super friendly to talk to, and you know, provided me a great, a great service. So, and it was easy to pay her and stuff. But there are some people like who put that deposit in place now because people will show up late. Like I've seen so many places that charge like deposit. Um, if you're more than five minutes late, you have to pay a late fee. And to rebook, you have to pay a rebooking fee. And then, like, the service itself and, like, everything else is an add-on, 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 add-on. And then, like, you think it's a $200 service and it's really, like, a $375 service after you're done and you're like, fuck. And the joke is, the joke is, is that in when you're doing business, yeah. a lot of those fees, you only really come down if you know you're burning that bridge. Facts. You know, that's at least what I learned in school is like you always give people a late fee, yeah. but you use the late fee to spook people. You lose, use the late fee to go, hey, we're going to do it. Yeah. And then when they pay, if, they, if they're like, oh my gosh, we're sorry, you're like, you know what? It's good. I'll waive the late, whatever. Just pay me the original amount. Yeah. And then you look like a good, you look like a good person. You look like you did them a solid, yeah. but you were never expecting to get a late fee anyway. The only time you start charging, you start really hammering a late fee is if you know you're never going to work with these people again. Well, and that's my thing. You, you squeeze every dime on the way out. <laughs> that's my thing. Cause it's like, I don't expect, and, and this is a lot of, um, this has been a conversation I've had with like many girlfriends who will see, for example, like another black owned business and be like why are they charging so much why is this this person's cheaper i can do this and it's like okay well if it's not in your budget then don't shop there that's fine but like to offend the person and say like oh you're too expensive like there's somebody who will see that price and be like oh that's fine yeah or oh that's it that's kind of cheap is your work good like so it's it's more objective right and it's like you have to find your niche of who's gonna see your value Right. I tell, I, like, I went to art school and I graduated and I'm, and I'm a working artist. And I tell people, I tell my friends that are graduating with, like, honestly, what I've learned since since graduating is that what sets your prices is clientele exclusively. Yeah. It's not how good you are. Professionalism is a big part of it. Service is a big part of it. Yeah. I learned that while watching Windows too. The boss there, Ron, mm -hmm. customer service was impeccable. Dude could go back into the van and shit talk you to the fucking... 
yeah, to the, the fucking town moon. and yeah. back, right? Yeah. But when he was locking you to your face, always nice, always professional, always friendly. And I feel like that's so important because at the end of the day, like it's like the service is a two is it's like a it's a give and a take. Obviously the person wants the service. If not, they wouldn't be approaching you. But at the same time, because like you want these people to come back. So therefore you have to give people a good experience to want to come back. Like I'm very thankful enough to have a lot, um, a decent customer base and a, a good portion of that customer base are returning customers because they get good customer service. I like, I've worked in customer service for like 10 plus years. That is one of the most, if not the most important thing in a business. Your business can be shaky, a little sus even, but if your customer service is top tier, you're fine. True. You're absolutely fine. That's very true. Very true. So I just, I don't know. I see some businesses yeah. trying to rock kind of shaky and it's like, Ugh. Yeah, I definitely get it. Like to, to kind of like loop back to what we we're saying before, like a business relationship is not like a friendship, but a business relationship is a relationship. Yeah. You know? It, it is, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's a relationship of some sort. It may not be as intimate as like your friends or a partner, but it's still a relationship nonetheless. Right. Right. So it's just kind of like, even for example, like Amazon, I know Amazon's not the greatest business model and that it affects a lot of smaller businesses, but I was, I personally feel like as a, as like an Amazon user and like I'm a prime user, the reason why I'm a prime user is because like the, I don't have to pay shipping cause I pay it once a year. And I get my shit either the next day, sometimes same day, or in two days, which is very fast and efficient compared to most other places. And if there's something wrong and I have to contact customer service, nine times out of 10, I get the refund, no questions asked. And that to me are like important staples because I care about convenience, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like those points hit home for me. So it's like, if those can, I know it can't reflect for everyone, because each, you know, each business is different, each server model, service model is different. But like, if you have a certain expectation when you receive a product from someone and you get it, you know, at, at the time you say you're going to get it, the quality you expect, then you'll get returning business because people will be happy with what they got. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely true. So I don't know. But um, what was, okay, can you tell me, like, I guess, a wild work story? Oh, man. Do I have any good ones? I mean, I can tell you definitely, like, the 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 spiciest quit I've ever done. Yeah. Was, uh, I remember getting cussed out by the manager when I was when I was uh, working at that Movers. When I was working as a Mover. Yeah. Um, and that place was, like, I mean, it had a lot of, sh it had a lot of shitty people in it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and the work kind of sucked, but the tips were nice. <laughs> um, but like, I remember going and they were telling me that like this job wasn't like, I, I need to make this job like more of a priority and take it more seriously. Yeah. But like, I was just starting university at the time. And then I remember walking out the door, like thinking to myself for a second and walking back in. It's like, you're right. I'm not taking my priorities seriously. I'm quitting this job. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I, okay, I personally, like, a wild work story for me didn't even involve me, okay? It involves the icon. She doesn't even know who I am, but she needs to know that I revere her, okay? Her name is Jenny. I don't even know her last name, okay?
okay? She's just, she's just Jenny. The she's, Jenny. You know? She, um, she worked at my workplace. I'm not going to say which one, but she worked at my workplace in a different department. And she had a manager who was, like, super sus, always micromanaging, super overbearing. Just, she did not have the nicest reputation at all. And that department had a lot of turnover because of that. And so Jenny was there working in the office, you know, dealing with the nonsense, dealing with the bullshit. And like, like when this woman was super prickly, like even on your breaks, if you're, if you have a 15 minute break and you're back in 17 minutes, she's on that ass for those two minutes, like ridiculous. So one day my girl Jenny said, oh, I'm going to go on my break and go grab some water. She's like, okay, whatever. No problem. Cause she was doing her own sus thing in the back. Jenny never came back at all. Like to the point that we had to issue some kind of code alert because we like of a missing employee. Like people were going around the different departments. Have you seen Jenny? Oh, she's new here. But like, she looks like this and this and that. Like, have you seen her? And everyone's like, no, my girl left and never fucking came back. No notice, no email, no follow, no nothing. Gone with the fucking wind. They tried to call her, her phone was off. Oh my gosh. Gone. And like, I wish I had her gonads at that time. Cause like, I dreamt about doing something like that so many times with the manager that I had. Cause the manager I had was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it's crazy. Cause like, it made me, it turned me off really badly from like, um, like corporate work in general, dealing with the environment I had to deal with. And afterwards, when I started working, I guess this current job, um, I ended up with like the nicest, the nicest manager like ever. And so understanding, so transparent, to like a degree that she could be legally, but like just so chill, so chill. If she's like, okay, if you need to do this, I need that. If you need to do that, I need this. Like just very cool with it, very understanding, understanding that like people are people and shit happens and you know, addressing things as they need to be. Like I never, I never had any issues at my job ever in that company and it made me feel fucking weird. Cause like, like it made me realize I have like PTSD from work. <laughs> yeah. Like, wild and like I I don't know like I've had friends that have had to go on sick leave because of stress, because of burnout. Like I realized after like after that like a couple prior jobs like what burnout even was, and like the importance of taking your personal time off because like if it's up to that like the companies they will never want you to take time off no you know and like making you feel bad for being sick and like having like thank god for fucking the pandemic now you can't come in if you're sick before you yeah. unless you're dying no you like you're never right. never like i remember the last retail job i did it was also while i was pregnant because i was working two jobs okay I was working two jobs while i was pregnant um um, because I was obviously pregnant, pregnant rather than like, oh, I'm just whatever. Like I was getting heavily pregnant and I had a manager that's like complaining to other employees who's my personal friend outside of work. Okay. 
why is Lola always sitting down for? She can't be sitting down around the customers. Why is she sitting down? And the friend looked at her and was like, she's pregnant. And she's like, but still, she has to sit down. She can go to the back. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back to this job. I went on early maternity leave for that job and never came back. <laughs> Good so I was like, yo, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit, man. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, some people that really just like, such assholes. Like, I understand they have their own results to deliver, but like, I feel like, especially when you're trying to work and rally a team, it's very important to be like, supportive of your team rather than like very divisive and very you know and that place still has tons of turnover like constantly to this day yeah because you know what it is is because they view being kind of like an asshole like that as like getting quote unquote getting results yeah you you have to be hard on people to whatever and it's like we're all grown grown adults you don't have to parent people if somebody's not doing their job let them know they're not doing their job if they continue to not do their job and not perform well then you have to address it and if it means firing somebody then fire the person but like don't don't you know don't do shit like that that's just yeah it's not a good look it's very karen (sighs) when your manager is a karen oh woof yeah yeah like i don't know but i will admit like my jobs my different jobs have put me in contact with a lot of cool people with a lot of cool people. I got to meet people, like, you know, um, people within, like, the media space, the entertainment space, um, the athletic space. Like, I got to meet, like, football players and, like, you know, TV hosts and producers. And, like, I ended up getting a really great mentor at one point who started her own PR firm. She used to work at, for, like, Bell Media. And I got to meet a lot of great people and learn a lot of great things. Even the job that I ended up losing for, like, personal reasons and health reasons, like, even that CEO, like, I have a lot of respect for her because um, she, like, she, while being stern, she still taught me stuff. And she taught me it in a way that didn't make me still, like, feel like shit afterwards. Which was nice and also eerily odd. Like, it's odd that I feel weird about receiving quality advice and not feeling like garbage at my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but honestly, I've only ever had... Well, I guess I've had two. I've had two people that I've respected that I've, were like my direct superiors at work. Yeah. I was definitely at that co-op. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The person who hired me, she was great. Yeah. Just uh, a wonderful human being as well. Uh-huh. Went to her place, watched a bunch of deer. She lived like <laughs> up north in the middle of nowhere and had like a little house on like fucking two acres of land. Oh. And we're dream. just sitting there. She made me dinner. And we're just looking at deer, hanging out. It was great. Um. And uh, the guy I used to watch windows with. I feel like he taught me a lot about customer service. I think yeah. he's a great businessman. Uh-huh. And uh, another thing I really respect about him is he, like, he was humble enough to not get caught up in the whole game of it. Like, yeah. he knew that he could expand his business and let, like, one of his sons or somebody else take it over and sit down and just collect in. But he was like, nah, I make good money now, and I kind of like the activity, and I don't really need that much more. That's nice. He knows his lane and he kind of stays in it. Yeah, he's happy. He's happy making how much he's making right now. That's good with it. What was I going to say? I was going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you one last story. Yeah. Um, 
there was a superior, wasn't my direct manager, but was part of like a senior management team. And like sometimes we would be able to actually carry conversations without being reprimanded. <laughs> and so I think it was like after work hours, that's probably why. So like towards like a late work hour, like maybe 5, 6 p.m., a few people were still there, including this manager and a couple other people. And we were just talking about life in general. And we were saying like talking about budgeting and having to do stuff and whatever. And so we were talking about like, oh man, I have to do this. I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. She comes over and she's like, oh yeah, I totally get it. My husband recently hasn't been working as much, so I make majority of the income. And now we've gone from like having our maid service come every week to like once a month. And he has to pick up a lot of the housework and he does the cooking. And we're just like, <laughs> we're all like, all of us are looking at her cause we're like, bro, like, our collective salary is probably your salary and you're telling us about this like it was just so like a moment of like not reading the room yeah. that just went so sour and it was just oh wild absolutely wild i was just like man i pray that i never end up like that so weird I don't know. With that being said, what I guess my final question to you is for anybody who has um, a job or maybe looking for a job or um, owns their own business, I guess, what are like your personal like three tips in terms of like, I don't know, what you view as like what makes a successful business or what makes a good job? What makes a good job, honestly, every job I've ever liked, I've usually liked the people the most. Yeah. I've never really liked the pay up until recent work. Yeah. Um, and I've never really liked working for anybody else other than myself. Yeah. So for me, it's always, it's definitely always been the people, and sometimes you look out the people, and if you don't look out the people, then don't go there. Like, it's not, it's usually just not like, it's usually just, you spend so much time at work, it's just not worth being around people you can't stand. Fair enough. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. People are definitely important. But at the end, I would say for me, like in terms of people in the workforce and whatnot, like don't be afraid to step out of your role. Don't think, oh, because I've done something for a certain number of time, I can't shift to something else or I can't like promote or increase or, oh, I don't deserve a better pay. Like think higher of yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. If you're out there applying for jobs, overshoot. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Because, like, the, the mentality you have to go in is all you need is one. Right? You That's don't need, it. You don't need this job or that job. You just need one job. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I know, that can be, I know that it can definitely be hard. Like, I think be realistic. But honestly, if some place is saying you want two or three years of experience, just go for it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? After, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and then random question, when you do apply for jobs, what website, well, no, you, you do it through a different way, but I guess when you used to apply for more regular jobs, like what was your, your portal or your website that you could go to? Cause I use Indeed all the time. I don't use Indeed, honestly, any kind of local place, Kijiji's really good and- Really? Yeah. Uh, Kijiji can be really good and any kind of like, I mean, here we have the Canadian government one. The Canadian yeah. government service job is also a very good one. Oh yeah, Job Bank is, job is bank, great. Job Bank is great. I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a few good gigs off Job Bank before. 
I will say, and and I will give credit to my mother. Yeah. If you can stomach a, a, a working within like government sector, do it. Do it. The pay is really great. Once yeah. you start working for like provincial and federal entities, they pay their workers really well. They have decent benefits. So if you can find something that fits in your skill skills, criteria, background in like government work, go there. Yeah, and like 100%, uh, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Like it's a thug economy, you get what you can take. So if you can get, if you can get into a union, if you can get labor representation, always worth it 100% of the time absolutely like yeah I want to take a, a take a second to shout out our brothers sisters and non-binary siblings down in Nyatsi in the south oh yes they're they're doing it for everybody right now they're fuck you guys are fucking killing it I'm so proud of you guys don't take it yet go like go go harder yeah go shoot harder. for the stars man yeah because that's the one thing a lot of people don't realize is like HR is not your friend HR is there to protect the company and that's why it's important to have unions to protect the people. If HR was your friend, they would be arguing to give you a 5% year after year because I've got people in my corner yeah, doing that for me. Yeah. So, yeah, like until you have, a, if you can get that, just get it. Just get it. And with that being said, we're going to wrap up, though. Make sure, like I said, follow us on our Instagram page. We're always posting questions, queries, getting feedback. We love talking to you guys. Um, Instagram page is at this black girl podcast. We are on all streaming platforms. So you, yes, you can tell Google to play us. Yes, you can tell Alexa to play us. Um, and with that being said, thank you for listening. Um, I am your girl, Ola.Miss.Lola. And I want to thank the mister again for joining me for such a lovely and fun episode. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.